This week on the Being Human Sales podcast, we have Mackenzie Fleming, who is a copywriter for female coaches and copywriting business coach for those who really want to master their own messaging and understand their brand voice. So it's filled with personality. So you'll find on this episode, it was really juicy and going into everything that really understands about copy from brand voice, where to get started with it, to the trends that are kind of focusing in copy nowadays and what to look out for, and really some added tips for you to begin and actual exercise on where to start when you're trying to understand your brand voice even better. So make sure to go and listen to this. It's going to be amazing and I can't wait to hear from you. Welcome to the Being Human Sales Podcast with me as your host, Danielle Clem, diving into creating sales with ethics and compassion combined, everything from ads to sales copy, funnel energetics, and anything in between to ensure that this is the best and most profitable year yet for you. Each episode is packed with insights, newest trends, and cutting edge techniques that combine sales, energetics, and marketing so that you leave confident, excited, and ready to light up your space. Now, let's get into the show. All right, Mackenzie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm super stoked to dive into this and let's just go into it. So when we're talking about the first thing I always like to go into when I'm talking to a fellow person who understands like the different levels of messaging, copy, content, all the kind of fun stuff, I think it'd be good no matter what to start at the definitions and what's the differences between the three. So you're someone who obviously like you help out with copy and messaging, but a lot of people don't even know what the difference of those two are. So I'd love to hear your definitions first of like, what is messaging, copying content, and how do they differ? Yes, I love that because that is such a big one that um, people are talking about copywriting and content writing and copywriters and like, what is the difference? Um, so copy is focused on conversions and whether that's a sale or getting someone to opt into your list, download your freebie, um, that's what the main goal is of copy. Content, on the other hand, is more about um, building brand authority and education-based, things like that. So I would say that's those two. And then messaging, I kind of just use that as a general term. When I talk about brand messaging, I mean anything that's in branded content, anything you're writing, those core messages, those brand pillars, things like that, that at the end of the day, you always come back to. Yeah, that's something that's huge here. And for, I remember the first year and a half of my business, even though I loved all things copy, I didn't really fully understood, understand like what messaging was until I forget who I heard this from, but it was like, you know, messaging is kind of like that, like blueprint of how you're showing up, what your voice is, the angles, your client, that kind of stuff. The copy um, is really there to help kind of use the actual verbiage to trans like translate all those angles into application and the contents, just those other like pillars to help showcase it. But that was always interesting to me, how a lot of people use copy and content interchangeably, like the words themselves when there really is like a good difference between the two. Yeah, for sure. I sometimes will use, it depends on my like audience who I'm talking to at mm-hmm. the time, like with my VIP day clients who hire me for the done for you copywriting, like they'll know what I'm, you know, what copy is and things mm-hmm. like that. On the other hand, I feel like I confuse people sometimes like when it's like coaching clients and I'm like, just, just the word stuff, the content, the copy, the words. <laughs> yeah. That's something too. I definitely noticed that as well, depending on who you're talking to, those who've already been in the space for longer, they kind of have a better idea of those 
splits rather than if they're like a little bit newer or even those who probably are in like the coaching um they are a coach but they haven't really learned the skills like master them yet it's easier just to kind of like group them all into all copy like all copy or all content for to be to be simple <laughs> but I, I think it's nice to still kind of like separate them for those people who are wondering so that way in case you do come across like obviously Mackenzie stuff or even just like going forward anything that you see you're not able to have that better lens of like when they say copy it's usually going to be in regards to sales normally um and then same thing for content it's going to be those that are just like actual written pieces that you're using to share with your audience and allowing them to there could be there usually is overlap but that to help you know now the new lens to look through will be a little bit easier hopefully and be a little bit more discerning for yourself if you plan to like you know go into a new course or program that touts this one of them over the other. Yeah, I don't blame anybody either for not knowing because when I was um, like right out of college, I got my degree in professional and technical writing and then I was a copywriter at a Fortune 500 and I didn't even know, <laughs> like I was like, I know what copywriting is, I know what copy is, like isn't that all that other stuff just the same? So I do not totally. blame anybody for that, for getting confused about that stuff. Yeah, and it's definitely something that's not really talked about too often, like unless you're one of the like the copy nerds who like likes mm -hmm. to learn about all those things but most people don't so I thought it'd be nice because on this podcast especially we'll be talking more around like copy messaging and like really helping kind of flesh out those two and it's just nice to have someone um, be able to kind of give it in more simple terms so that hopefully this can help you out <laughs> as you go on with your copy and like content writing journey so now that we got that actually like definitions out of the way I love to go into first so for those like heard her bio obviously she is someone who helps out both on the done for you side for VIP days and one-on-one coaching she also has like actual courses and like academy type things to help out if you want to learn it as well but I'm always curious to see like where do you normally start with people when it comes to like hey I'm trying to figure out my copy like I have some idea obviously I've written some copy for my own um, what's the first thing you usually have them kind of like diagnose for themselves before you even go into writing any piece of copy or content yeah, so regardless of if it's like I'm doing done for you or if I'm working with um, like a Master Your Messaging Academy student, that's my yeah group program, I like the first thing is always who are you talking to? Definitely looking at your goals as well before we start writing anything. But if you don't know who you're talking to, there's not much of a point. If you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something I'm always kind of obsessing over because people are like, oh, I don't want to like leave anybody out. I just want everybody to like think this is for them. And it's like, oh no, that's not how we attract our uh, dream clients. <laughs> that's huge. And that's something where I think more people definitely understand the, the conceptual aspect of that. Like, yeah, I totally know I need to like speak to my people. But the more you get into business, especially as someone um, <laughs> who can definitely say this, the more I get specific on my people like, scarily specific the better i'm able to talk to them and also the more i can charge usually so if that helps give you guys a better idea yeah. it's it's worth your time to do it really is <laughs> so that's kind of like the first thing and i know for you especially you're someone who really is um good at talking about the brand voice and making it not feel so like that like cold professional type of thing so i want to kind of go into this for a second and talk about okay so we definitely know we need to go into the ideal client and know who they are but also for the person who's writing it why do you find that it's such a hard issue for people to understand and know their brand voice 
Yeah, that's a good question. And it's something that I didn't realize people even struggled with for so long. I just wrapped up my Build Your Brand Voice Workshop, the first one I've ever done um, this week. And it, there was a while there that I was like, I, I don't get it. Like, doesn't everybody know how to write in their brand voice just because it's kind of something that comes naturally to me. And my Master Your Messaging Academy students were the first ones to be like, um, we don't know how to do that. Like, how do you incorporate personality? I know like people have told me, you know, I don't have a like bold personality. I don't say the F word like you all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, how, do I still have a brand voice? Like, do I still entice people? And it absolutely is. I know, I was going to say, I think, but I know at the end of the day, when you're a hundred percent yourself and you embrace those weird ass qualities and you amplify them, the people that you're supposed to work with who are going to get the absolute most out of your offer, who are going to become loyal brand fans, who are going to be lifelong, you know, customers, whatever, those are the people that you're going to end up attracting rather than people who are, who are questioning your price or, mm. you know, don't want to pay or maybe aren't able to pay or they don't end up liking your work. Who knows? It's, it all comes back to when you are a hundred percent genuine in your brand voice and your copy, it makes it so much, it makes everything else so much easier. That's something that I think is really important to hear is, and it takes, I want to be clear about this too and like confirm this for the people as well. It can take time to actually understand what your voice is. Like, is that something that you agree with too? Or do you think it's like an off the bat type of thing? No, I definitely. And I think your voice is always, especially as personal brands changing and evolve, not necessarily like changing, changing because your brand voice is your personality, but your voice evolves with you over time as you and your brand are growing. I know when I, I didn't start in, you know, the copywriting world uh, and my personal brand actually knowing my own brand voice, I thought I needed to be super professional is what I like the word I used, but um, I realized I was just like, taking my own voice out of my copy. I would like write mm -hmm. the ca captions I wanted to write for Instagram. And then I would literally go back and like edit it to be less me, like nothing too like raunchy, no, mm -hmm. no cuss words, like things like that. And when I was just like, this is not working for me. It was actually by accident. Um, I put, you know, a caption in later and I auto posted and I hadn't edited it. And I got someone who commented on it and was giving me shit. So after that, I was like, that's not who I want to attract, though. At the end of the day, Jim is not my ideal client. Old Jimbo is not who I'm targeting. So um, did that that's answer? Sweet. I kind of went on a little rampage no, there. No, I love that. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, I had the same experience, but in a different way. So for me, I actually went through um, my Instagram, like, full post from, like, my business Instagram I've had for the last three or four years. And it's very uh, cringe-worthy to look at since I was going to use some of them to repurpose for my, like, agency account, like, the, the new Instagram one. And, like, so much of it I couldn't use because when I first started, I went down more of the boss babe voice route where I was like, hey, girl, da 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 da, -da. And, like, that's just not how I talk. Um, it's something that if my clients talk that way, I have no problem with it, but that's not how I speak. So I was looking at it and I was doing the, like the five fun facts to da, da 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 And I was like, this is just not me. And I didn't realize it until looking back. So I do want to say for those who are wondering, like, you probably have some al already idea of what some parts of your voice are, but it can help to have someone like Mackenzie who really helps you flesh them out because without refinement or really understanding what your voice is as you scale it's really hard to find your own place in the market just because then you're trying to figure out 
you know, is this really me? And then if you try and later on, like, what's it called? Uh, hire someone to do done for you copy like Mackenzie does as well. Then you're kind of left in the dark and having almost like mediocre results because they're not really speaking to you and you don't feel in full alignment with it. A hundred percent. Brand voice is how you stand out and differentiate yourself. And especially in, I know the market I work in with a lot of online coaches and service providers, this shit is so crowded. Like this market Mm -hmm. is saturated. So you have to do something to separate yourself from all of the noise. And that's definitely the biggest way to do so. And regardless, if you want to stand out or not, it's how you, you know, having that one cohesive and consistent brand voice is how you make it you know, longer than just a week in your business, if that makes sense. It's like the long game or whatever that phrase is. Yeah, it really is. And that's something where I notice this for myself, the more, I think I've been in business for almost like four years now. And I can definitely see the evolution of my writing and actually just launched the my website revamp after like three months. Um, and it's funny cause I wrote all my website copy as I normally do, but this was a different level because not only did I have a brand designer who helped out a little bit more with like the angles as well, but also it was the first time where I really just let myself talk. There was no templates. There was no things that I was trying to focus on. It was like, what came through is what came through. And I noticed I haven't found a term for it yet, but it's kind of like, uh, I guess the phrase or the, the, the phrase I would use to kind of describe my brand voice nowadays it seems like it's um, professionally violent because <laughs> I love words that are like, um, jump, well, I don't usually use it, but like destroyer or I have one that's like sales killing factors or like obliterate. Like I love those words because they're very visual and I just seem to naturally <laughs> enjoy saying them. But that's not something I would have probably said over two years ago because I was so worried about People understand, will they think I'm being, am I going too masculine, all these type of things. So it's also about getting a lot out of your own head, it seems like, especially when you're trying to understand like what you actually want to convey. A hundred percent. And that's a big thing with any of my clients too. I, when I'm, you know, either developing someone's brand voice with them and like the one-on-one coaching or I'm writing their copy, I don't touch their copy until I understand their brand voice And a lot of the time it is like, you just need to sit down with someone and be like here and conversate and like know from somebody else that like, it is okay to like say those things. You're not gonna, you know, you're, if you scare anybody off, good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Those aren't the right people. Um, But yeah, it all, I think at the end of the day, it's your copywriting, your messaging in general absolutely starts with knowing who you're talking to and knowing that brand voice and your goals. 100%. And I want to say for those who are curious about learning this even deeper, like, please go check out Mackenzie's pieces and we'll link down her stuff below. But I want to go now moving from the kind of like uh, the micro level to the macro level and go a little bit more on the trend side as well, because there's going to be other people who probably are listening to this, who maybe have already established some type of brand voice, who understand a little bit around their copy and so forth. But they're curious about where copy and where like messaging is going. Because like you already said, and the industries that we're in, they're really fucking saturated. (laughs) There's a lot of people saying very similar things or trying to stand out and not really doing that great of a job. But I want to hear for your perspective too, where do you find or what are some couple of like trends or like angles that seem to be kind of like moving forward and gaining traction or that you're kind of incorporating a lot more with your clients this year than maybe you did years before? 
Yeah, well, I think brand voice comes back to that as well because more people, I feel like, especially like online and we're on, you know, Instagram and it's more casual, people are starting to get more comfortable with like being themselves and embracing mm -hmm. those weird things because they're starting to see other people like are okay with it and, you know, themselves on Instagram in that same similar way. Um, so definitely like embracing your genuine self and being able to let go a little bit more, not so buttoned up. Um, and especially with storytelling, I think storytelling's always <laughs> like been a big part of writing, but people more and more now, I have people coming to me and they're like, I need a brand story. What's a brand story? I don't know what it is, but I need one. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So telling a story and doing it in a way that's super you, there's just nothing better than that. And that's the thing that I really enjoy about not only you, but even for myself, what I've kind of leaned into and also kind of confirmed too is I looked at some of my analytics for Instagram. I haven't been doing that much of it, honestly. I've just been like, I've been sporadically posting. <laughs> but when I do post, the ones that always do the best engagement are always story-based. Always, always, always. Even if, even if I'm selling something or promoting something at the end, the most amount of likes, the most amount of reach comes from stories and especially ones that begin with a headline that's like, um, I, I use a lot of emotion-based hooks when I do stories or something. I think one of them was like, recently, I was like, while I was uh, wiping tears away in my car last night, I realized, and like, I just go very much in that way. But I want to also say for those who are in that side of like the more professional you know, more professional route of sorts, stories can still be really applicable to you and actually find that they are the most resonant with so many people. Because I don't know about you, I assume you're going to be in a similar route, but it's like a lot of people are just kind of tired of seeing the same how-to content over and over again, or even like informational content that doesn't make them feel something or have like an insight. And I'm seeing that as one of the trends that are kind of kind of pittering out from a lot of even the ones who are those like million dollar plus brands is that they still have it, but it's not a pillar as much as their other content is, you know, like the engagement ones, the story ones and so forth. Yeah. I honestly think like such a big, I don't know if it's a trend or what I would call it, but like a huge thing that I'm just seeing a shift in is that people are over the shit. Like they mm -hmm. want real, they want honest and genuine and truthful, even if it's ugly at some points, like people are just done with the bullshit. Let's talk about this for a second around the piece of real, because I think sometimes people can have a issue with that feeling like they have to bear their soul or that it has to be super, super vulnerable when it can really, you can kind of create your own line. So whenever you're talking with clients, especially those who maybe are a little bit more professional or even if you work with corporations, I think you did one recently with Teachable as well. Like, how do you help find the line for them between the vulnerable versus the overshare or feeling exposed? Yeah. So personally, I, I know I have just gotten more comfortable with like being vulnerable online, just as I kind of accept my space and like where I'm in and like, not like personally, but like, I'm used to like my little corner of the market. Mm -hmm. Um, but I definitely don't think you have to bear your soul by any means to just, you know, be real and get attention, even though that kind of sounds bad, get attention, get noticed. Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes to actually writing for my clients, like Teachable, um, that all goes around their brand guidelines. So mm -hmm. telling, you know, reading about their brand voice and their tone and different communications, I 100% recommend to everybody and anybody, if you have a business, you need 
Brand Wars guidelines, I call mine my brand messaging Bible. Um, and that's just the easiest way for me to work with clients is that gives me a really good understanding of who they are. And then we kind of dive in from there to, you know, I give them their questionnaire, the brand breakdown questionnaire, but um, a starting point is always those guidelines. That's something that I find, you know, I work with clients who are like, you know, multiple six figures and beyond for ads and funnels, all that kind of fun stuff. Not as many as you would think have an actual brand guideline for copy. Like a lot of them do for design type pieces, like colors, that kind of stuff. Not as many for actual, like, you know, the voice guidelines really at all. Right. Yeah. And that's something that I keep, I realized, and now I keep trying to preach it more because a lot of people, they're like, oh, I, I mean, I don't know what that is. It sounds good. But like, no one, like, they just don't know how to even start. They're like, where do you even begin with that? Mm -hmm. um, so that's another reason that I developed that brand voice workshop. So loving that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's something too, where I think it'd be good for us to chat about as well as like, as we're going into this new social media landscape of sorts where not only there's you know tons of platforms to be on but also just so many amount of people and quote unquote noise that's out there what are some things that you're testing out or bringing into the space that you didn't think were going to work initially or that worked and you were surprised by like how well they worked so you talked about stores as one of them is there any other pieces or things that you kind of like tried with copy that kind of surprised you how well they worked i don't know if anything was super surprising but i've definitely been noticing more than like building community is so like big there's such an importance on that right now that i just wasn't really seeing before um, and people always, you know, are saying community, mm -hmm. community over competition and things like that. But um, now it's really when I kind of see people taking action. So there's that and just this idea of ethical marketing in general, where people are sick of like twisting the knife in your back with the pain points, like mm -hmm. making it excruciating. Like now it's just like, be real. Tell me what's up. <laughs> keep it real and let's keep it moving. Yeah, that's something that... I I'd notice as well too, especially for those people who are wanting to like have teaching or coursing or course elements in their business, you really can't beat community. You can kind of get away with it if you're doing done for you or even done with you to some degree, because a lot of those that I found are lurkers. <laughs> so if they're not going to be in that many of your communities, they'll just kind of like pop up and pay you. But for those who are on the coaching side or courses side, uh, the community and the, the like intimacy is what we're really trying to, to show here, it seems like, both on the story side for copy and also just seeing how you can cultivate that better and overall around the community as well. So I'm curious to hear for you too, um, as you go about 2021 and beyond, what are some things that you're really making sure your clients do when it comes to copy? Like, what are you making sure they're like, hey, go over here, make sure that you have these pieces, go fuck off these other areas. Like, what are some things that you're really trying to make sure that your clients and for coaching or even like done for you are really honing in on or um, like off really understanding to do in their business for copy perspective? Yeah. So clarity has always been super important and always will be in, you know, your messaging and your copy and having that clarity within like yourself about your brand first before writing anything. But I definitely used to have people come to me and they're like, I need something, you know, in a 
four days and I'm like, well, who's your ideal client or what's your brand voice or what are your values? And they're like, um, I don't know. And now I'm just like, that's a no for me. Like we gotta, if we're going to do this, let's do it right. We need absolute clarity around, you know, all aspects of your messaging before you can make something that's going to be effective and sustainable. That's something that I find so let's talk about clarity for a second, because I think a lot of people are going to ask, okay, how do I find clarity? So what's one of the first things you start or like first exercises or even tips that you have your clients do or coach them around to just like begin to start to be aware of that or like even get some type of nugget of clarity for them? Yeah. So with my VIP day clients, my done for you copywriting clients, we just do a brain dump. That's the brand breakdown questionnaire is what I call it. I tell them to just put everything out on paper. Um, like, don't think about making it pretty. Just put it in the dub sato questionnaire. Mm -hmm. And like, you don't know as somebody who's so close to your business, what's going to be so important and what's not necessarily. You can think, oh, that's a, t that's a little detail that doesn't matter. And then I'm reading it and I'm like, this is golden. So just having a second set of eyes on that kind of stuff, because you are so up close in your own business is insanely valuable. Um, and then as far as like my coaching clients, finding that clarity, we look at, you know, goals. What are we trying to accomplish? What are we trying to sell? What are your offers? Who is your audience? So most people, when they come to me, either like, no, what they want to sell or they know what they want their title to be or they know who they want to talk to but they don't really know the other parts so it's kind of just like working backwards is like finding the one thing that you are sure about and then we build out from there yeah there's actually something that i want to go into it just which i haven't ever asked before but i think would be really fun to hear so because I, I looked on your instagram story before as well talking about like those emotional testimonials that you got as well i'm curious to hear for you as you help your clients through this or like the the many facets you kind of help them to build this out. What's one of your favorite parts of the process or what like really excites you and lights you up when it's kind of had that like light bulb moment or you're digging into it? Like what's kind of your favorite pieces about this? Yes. So for my VIP day clients, a hundred percent, it's the brand breakthrough call. So there's the brand breakdown questionnaire. Um, and then I review that, go through that and we get on a 90 minute zoom call and everybody always like comes to it thinking that we're just gonna, I'm just gonna ask the same questions or like, we're just gonna be like, yes or no answers. But we dig in so deep. I've had so many clients say that alone was, you know, worth it because they got so much clarity from it and they mm. feel inspired and, you know, more engaged and excited about the offer because we've talked through it and like, we know how to get results. Um, so that's my favorite with that. Then coaching clients, it's the same thing. It's kind of when they have those breakthroughs of like, oh my God, this is actually what I want to be doing. That feels really good to me. Like before I was kind of doing X, Y, Z, cause everyone told me to, but I actually want to do Z, Y, X and that feels good. And I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I love that. And that's something too, where to hear that kind of just excitement, I think for anyone is something that I really love to hear more for entrepreneurship or like people who are in their zones of genius. It's something that I kind of talk about a lot on my website as well is being able to really optimize your days so you're in your zone of genius as much as possible, like really embodying it. And I just love how you can hear the passion in your voice, especially around like, hey, let's change things up. Let's try something new because you really make sure that your people feel like this is really about them and having their copy and brand feel fully aligned to them rather than just be like another 
template or another thing they're going to have in their Google Drive and never touch it again. Right. I just get so pumped about this shit. And I feel like the word like align and alignment is so hot right now. Like do what's an alignment. And when I first got into the space, I was kind of like, but what does everybody mean by that? Cause they keep <laughs> yeah. using it. And then like, they never mention it again. They just use it in like their tagline over and over. I don't really know what this means. Um, so I've definitely found like my own little definition and, and this shit just gets me so fucking pumped. So I'm lucky. I am obsessed with what I do. That's something that I, this is why I love talking to people because one of my, even when I was younger, I think I really loved talking to people about their passions because you can hear how their voice changes, their mannerisms change, like the energy of like how you're showing up is changed too. And it also, I think just shows people that you have the power to be in the business that you have. Something that I remember, I think I saw on your social media earlier, I think like at the end of at the either January or December, you took off, I think, um, like you're, you took off your like retainer, I think one-to-one done for you stuff or something like you took off because you just, I think weren't feeling it. I'd love to hear your perspective on what kind of led you to that choice. I don't remember what exactly it was, like whichever offers you kind of like took off the plate and why, just to give people a better perspective on, you know, what your process is and why you chose these other offers over that one. Yeah, so I have only been offering my copy, done for you copywriting via VIP days for a while now. And I love VIP days. I love writing my clients copy, but I'm an empath and like putting myself, because when I'm doing that, like I'm sitting down, I am not like writing it. I'm like literally putting myself, not literally, obviously, (laughs) in your brand, like all the feels, all the things I'm just like I'm an empath. So it hits me hard and it drains me as much as I love it. It's like, I realized I just can't do one of those a week anymore. I need to, you know, cap that limit. So I haven't phased them out fully yet. Um, and I'll never, you know, stop doing done for you. I'm assuming I, um, I'm just not going to be taking on any new clients for that. If like I have repeat clients and they're coming back, um, and have a project, absolutely. I'm there for them, but slowly I'm phasing out, um, taking on new clients for VIP days. I already offer so few, so I'm just going to keep, you know, dwindling them down. Yeah. And that's something where too, I really wish this was talked about more sometimes around, even though an offer, especially even with copy too, like even if it's profitable, if you're not lit up by it or it's draining you, even if you're good at it, doesn't mean you should always keep it or like keep yeah. the structure of it. And that's something that even for me recently, I think I had it where I've always kind of kept my done for you clients like between four to six people max at a time because there's just so much same thing energy that goes into it because we do both the ads and then also help out with the messaging and funnel side of it too so it literally at the end of the day I'm like is my brain alive at this point I don't know because there's been so many things and I want to say for those who are in this space whether done for you one-to-one coaching as well I think it's really important to not only as you review your copy also review your business model around that too, because that's going to change how your copy is because your ideal client's going to change. If you're not uh, offering done for you stuff anymore, um, then the person who you might help out with coaching or so forth are going to have different goals and pieces like this. So I think from what I heard as well, when you're doing brand guidelines too, does it also depend as well on the offers and the, the ideal client too? Is that kind of included in the guidelines or is that more of that's the overall and the actual specifications come from each offer like is it separate or do you kind of meld them together i'm not sure i understand are you asking if there's like different brand guidelines for every offer 
more so for the ideal client. So like for you, if you have different um, people who have a one-to-one coaching for like a higher end mastermind versus a program that's for like newbies, do you have it where it's like, here's the the ideal client guideline for this program or so forth? Or is it more of just, you kind of write as is? Definitely like for each offer, we've got the ideal client avatar and it's that one person that's going to be perfect for it. Um, But then nothing besides like, nothing around your brand voice itself is going to change. Like that's your personality. That's not going to change from offer to offer, but your ideal client avatar is going to change. So obviously the way you communicate with them is going to slightly vary. Um, and the way that's just going to connect with them the best. So yeah, just kind of all of the things. (laughs) Yeah. And that's kind of what I wanted to clarify for people who are listening to this, because I think something that I didn't realize for a long time is the verbiage, the things you say to the ideal clients change depending on where they're at on their journey too. And I wish I would have known this better when I was first starting out because I didn't understand like, oh yeah, my done for you clients. They probably want similar things or talk a similar way to those who are just like starting this journey or just learning about it. I was like, fuck no, they're not. They have a whole different way of being, of acting, of showing up and also of digesting your content. So I want to say that too. And this is why it's important, I think, to use what you know and make sure it's tailored to each offer. And that's why I think it's really interesting from what you do. The brand voice is something you can apply to everything, but make sure from what it sounds like too, is that you're also connecting that with the ideal client avatar for the offer as well. And not just like meshing it all together and then having kind of like a, a meh type of result. Yeah, for sure. Could not agree more. <laughs> cool. So the last question that I really want to go into here is kind of what do you foresee is going to be something people should focus on more during 2021. So story is one of them. Community is one of them. What do you find? Is there a certain type of story that seems to be working out really well for your people, whether it be like their why story or testimonial stories or something in there that you feel like if someone would just really go all in on this one certain concept, they'd see some type of change in their engagement or their copy results, that kind of thing. So I don't think it's like one kind of story or one kind of like formula or anything like that necessarily because everybody's brands and their ideal clients and you know their offers and everything are so different. But I think the one thing that I would, you know, across the board say is going to make worlds of difference in your business and your messaging and your copy is to just don't half-ass it because half-assing it doesn't work. If you're going to be you, be you. If you're going to be bold, be bold. It's like decide where you're going and be fearless about it because the half-assing just doesn't work here. (laughs) (laughs) I I really, really love that because I find that sometimes people put copy on the last of their list to do. Oh my God, I know. (laughs) And and then they're like procrastinating writing or their writing is just like everywhere because they didn't really get themselves that kind of like a, what's it called? routine or ritual around it. So this is actually a bonus one that just came up. Do you have some type of ritual or some type of thing that you kind of use for yourself or even like help clients figure out to create a cultivating space for writing? Because that's something that I, I've, I've been a part of the procrastination crew. I've also been a part of the doing it a week early crew, but I'm curious if you find a place that's like, okay, I know if I'm doing, um, creating this type of ritual or routine for myself, it's a lot easier to get into for those who to kind of despise <laughs> writing their copy. Yeah, so the thing is with this is that your messaging is not going anywhere. Copywriting is not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Whether you 
are outsourcing, you know, things to your big things to your copywriter, your sales page to your copywriter, and you're having your um, VA write your email, you're always going to have to know how to communicate with your ideal client. So messaging always seems to be last on people's list. This is why I love Master Your Messaging Academy too, is I like saw a need in the way that people are, and no, no hate towards anybody, but, or no shade or anything, but there's these business coaching programs and it's like, oh, okay, well now we have to do a copy, like throw, throw in a week with a template or two. And it's like, <laughs> no, you guys, this is it. This is how we do it. Um, so I would just say it's to stop avoiding your messaging and your copy because that shit is not going anywhere. So just, you know, wrangle it up front is what I recommend. Yeah, that's something where every single client that I've ever worked with, when it comes to they're, they're writing their own copy, is always just dragging their feet. <laughs> so it's nice to be able to hear from someone else that it's really important not just to hold on for like the last hour, but really make sure that you also are enjoying it too. So you want to do it as well. Because if you keep having that like mindset of, I don't want to do it, I feel overwhelmed, da da da, even with resources like Mackenzie offers, you're just going to keep having the same cycle over and over and over again of not wanting to write it. So take action for yourself. And if you need help with it, there's people like Mackenzie who can help you in whichever area you need to start with first. So I just want to say thank you so much, Mackenzie, for coming on and sharing all this amazingness. For those who want to learn more, all of her links for social media and all of her offerings will be down below. But if you have any questions, feel free to let her know, screenshot this all over social media, tag us as you like. But I just want to say for those who are wanting to take next level in their business, you can't miss out on copy. You just can't. And one quick note, just as we were talking about, um, you know, the musts with your writing, and this is kind of ironic coming from me because I'm very obsessive over my own copy, but just like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Put it out there, messy action. If you keep waiting for your copy to be perfect, that day is never going to come when you're, you know, satisfied right away. So just keep trying and like, keep at it instead of, you know, avoiding it. Yeah. All great advice there. <laughs> so if you have any questions, let her know. Again, she can go over, she goes, talks about this all over social media and like goes into all that stuff. So obviously these like 30 minutes only go over like the tip of the iceberg. So please go check her out. She's amazing at what she does. And thank you again, Mackenzie, for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in. To get more expert advice, make sure to get your hands on the free guide that is the Sales Killing Factors Training pitch free and full of information on the two main reasons why most offers don't sell out consistently, which you can find more in the show notes below. Make sure to connect with me Danielle. at the Danielle Clem on Instagram or Facebook. And without further ado, I'll see you in the next episode.